Welcome to Teach Out Loud Podcast, where we highlight all the amazing educators in our state and beyond that are making a difference every day for kids. Teach Out Loud is about bringing your passion and your best self to what you are doing every day. It's trying new things, sharing ideas, and being the best version of you. It's living life to the fullest, growing, and not being afraid to take those risks. Come on this journey with us and Teach Out Loud. I'm Travis Lape. And I'm Lisa Norris. And together we are on a journey to share and highlight amazing things happening in schools today. Welcome back to another episode of Teach Out Loud. And today's episode is going to kind of be a different episode. A little bit different, yep. We aren't doing a hot topic. We're not. So We, we're we not. actually have a very special guest, someone who I respect very much. And I love all the choices he makes except for maybe where he went to school. But other than that, and I'm just kidding, USF is a great school. I have Travis Lape as our guest today. Welcome, Travis, to Teach Out Loud. Thanks for having me. (laughs) So normally we start our shows, as you know, about why you got education, and our listeners already already know that. So I thought we could talk about today, Educators Rising. This is such a cool organization. I love it. I'm passionate about it, and I know you are as well. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know about it. I don't know if a lot of our listeners know about it. And so that's why we decided, Travis, you and I, this would be instead of arguing back and forth to just talk about something we both really enjoy. So why don't you start talking a little bit about what is Educators Rising? How did it start? When did it get started? Yeah. So, well, Lisa, I think, think the big picture here is asking the question of really, what is it that education needs? And we understand that we are hitting a crossroads in education of baby boomers retiring. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, true. Like, right. Like we, and, and schools are going to need, across the, across the nation, we are going to need to fill educating spots. Yep. Uh, and so what, how do we do that? And so one of the national statistics that we share all the time when I talk to schools about starting an organization in their school and what would it look like is 60% of our workforce, 60% of your teaching staff live 20 miles from where they went to high school. Wow. That's interesting. I never thought about that, but yeah. So, so if, if, that is, if, that, if that statistic is, is accurate and is true, then we have to stop thinking about who are we going to recruit to our city or who's going to come teach in our schools. Our kids are sitting in our desks right now. <laughs> we have all these future educators we, sitting right there. We do. And yeah. so... But I think education, we've, we've always taken more of the humble approach, and we never have talked about our profession as truly a profession. Right. In, in the sense of, hey, you should really think about being a teacher. Right. It's, it's, oh, you should be a businessman, or you should be a financial advisor, or you should be a culinary chef. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we're very good at opening up our learners' eyes to all these other, other things. Opportunities, sure. But never have done it internally for our own. And so uh, Mr. Holbeck, uh, Harrisburg su- past superintendent, came to a group of us and said, what if we started to grow our own? What would that look like? Mm-hmm. And so Tracy Kern and myself and Dr. Amlins kind of were just spitballing ideas. And Tracy came to us and said, hey, you know, like there is already a CTSO. And CTSO stands for Career and Technical Student Organization. Oh, okay. I was just going to say, what is that? But, yeah. Okay. So, so very similar to FFA or FCCLA, it's a student organization that's tied to classrooms. So okay. it's not a club. And so that's that we really try to separate ourselves as an organization. A club is something you do after school. It's right. fun. It's free it's time. Free time. You've got engagement that way. The organization side of it is it's, it's attached to classroom instruction. So we already in Harrisburg and most schools teach some teaching 
in learning classes that are recognized by our CTE department at the okay. state level. Okay. Some of those classes could be human development. Um, Sioux Falls has a teacher pathway program that, that allows for those opportunities. Um, USD is helping schools offer concurrent credits so they can take the teaching pathway class, but then also get credit from USD for their freshman seminars. Okay. And so there's some unique opportunities that are starting to come forward on the teaching side. And so most schools have those, have those classes already being offered. But what we've never done is tried to bring those kids together so that they see that they're not the only ones. Because I right. think, I mean, I think back to high school and I was involved in FFA, but the best time for me in that organization was when we went places. Oh, sure. You of know, course. we went to our competitions or we went to district meetings or we went to state conference or nationals. You start making those ties, those those yeah. groups and people, those contacts, of course. Yeah. And, you, and you don't feel like you're by yourself. Right. You know, and so I think of I think of our educators, you know, in especially in some of our rural schools, there might only be one or two kids in your in your school that's interested in the teaching profession. Mm -hmm. But those two individuals are coming back most likely to your community. Right, exactly. If that statistic that I shared earlier is accurate. And so if it's those two if those two kids are there, how do we get them to see that they're not the only ones interested in education? Right, right. And that they can be proud. Well, that's where Educators Rising came in is, okay, we've got this organization. We've got a framework. And it's a national organization. It's a national organization. How do we do this? Okay. And so on the national side, Educators Rising is still very young. It came, um, it transitioned from future educators to Educators Rising. Okay. So very similar to what FFA was with Future Farmers of America. Sure. No longer does FFA stand for those acronyms. Right. Educators Rising kind of had the same piece. They were okay. future educators. Right. And now in 2015, it became Educators Rising. Cool. And so it's, it's still a young organization in the sense of name. It's not a young organization in the sense of what it's always. What and it's I love the name, the Educators Rising. It just, you know, yes. it's, it's such a cool name. It's it, what it stands for. And so we, we said, okay, what if? So last fall, we, or two falls ago now, we, we worked out a webinar. We shared it with everybody. We, we shared it with interested superintendents and said, come along on this journey. If you're interested, come along. We'll figure this out as we go. Sure. And Educators Rising has what, what I consider two kind of branches. One branch is the information, the learning, the lesson plans, the ethical dilemmas, those sort of things that you and I deal with every day right. as educators. Right, which they need to know as part of it, education. Yeah it's, yeah, it's the history of where we're at. Sure. Then there's the other side of it, which some people get a little uncomfortable with because we never have seen, we've never tried to view education as a competition, um, but we do have some competitive events where our where our members can share their passions. And so right. there's lesson plan and delivery competitions where kids in their home school create a lesson plan, deliver a lesson plan, record it, and then use reflective practice on what went well, what didn't go well, what assessment did I use, what didn't I use, and at the state competition, those are the type of questions being asked. It's not who did the best presentation. No, but I love that. And if you really think about it, I don't care if you're in sports, um, theater, debate, uh, music, it doesn't matter what. Right. Kids love competition. People thrive to have that competitive thing. And you learn from those things. You learn from your mistakes and you're going to keep getting better at your craft per se, yes. no matter what it may be. So I think it's a great tool yeah. to be using. 
And we and and so we we went down this road and and kicked it out. We got seven schools right away uh-huh. last year that said, "Yeah, we'll we'll do this. We'll jump on board. We'll figure this out." Um, and <laughs> it was it was a learning experience. And um, this year now we're up to fourteen chapters and over two hundred members. And That's and now awesome. it's and now it's just it's we're starting to get some energy around it. Schools want to do it. They don't know how. Some schools are like, "I only have two kids. Do I have meetings?" And we're like, "Well, co-op with somebody else." Like, yes. some of the, some of these Great small idea. schools could go together and do webinars together. Sure. And so again, it's it's just thinking differently than what we maybe have done before, and saying, "Okay, I'm gonna do it." Like, I'm I've my personality has always been if I'm going to complain about something, <laughs> find I, a solution. I better be willing to find the solution and go do something about it. Right. But too often, I think in education we complain about, "Oh, we're not paid enough," or "Oh, the legislature doesn't understand what we're doing," or we get to the point of. We, we're not getting candidates. And we sit there and we complain about it, but then nobody wants to go and say, okay, well, how do we, how do we fix this? How do we fix this? Yeah. This is an avenue. I, I, I hope 10 years from now we're sitting back going, this, this has helped us. Right. But I can't prove it. Sure. You know, there's not data yet for that. But I hope in 10 years we can sit back and say this organization impacted South Dakota. It kept educators in South Dakota. It showed the benefits of South Dakota. Um, and how cool to be part of that starting on this. I mean, it's got to be exciting. And I wish that people could see Travis right now because his arms are moving all over the place. <laughs> He's super excited and the passion is like, oh, it's just oozing out. And I love that. You're such a great speaker and so dynamic. And you can see the passion coming when you're saying these things. But truthfully, what a cool thing to be on the groundbreaking of this, you know, and moving forward. Because in 10 years, yes, it's going to make a huge difference. And I think it's amazing. And I want to talk a little bit about, because I just got, Travis invited me to go to the State Educators Rising. I was one of the presenters there, and I totally loved it. The whole thing was amazing. It was at Dakota State University. They hosted it. But we had speakers, presenters came in. Um, ten co- Tell them the sponsors before I keep going. Yeah. There was so like 10 sponsors, like colleges, which is cool. Go. What has been fascinating from a national front for us is that our state – like everything else, I feel like, we, we're doing it different. Right. <laughs> and we're being radical. We, we are being a little <laughs> radical. Because um, our state organization really, I mean, we, we've we got a nine-member board now. We went through the nonprofit status, which I can tell you never being through that for an organization was a process. Sure. Um, I'm just so thankful for the superintendent out of Del Rapids, Dr. Schultz, who at least had been through the process, so she was able to coach us through it. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was a process to get the, the the organization started, the nonprofit status, and now that we got that started, then it was like, okay, now we can start raising funds mm-hmm. because, again, unlike FFA or FCCLA, we're not we're the not school sanct- function. We're not right. sanctioned under the state either. Okay. okay. So the the career and technical education department at the state level has CTE CTSOs that they sponsor or they support. Okay. Educators Rising and HOSA are not two that fall under their umbrella. Okay. We fall under our our separate umbrella of ourselves. Um, they endorse us, so they'll support us. They'll put our information out. They'll do all of that, but we don't fall under their guidance. Okay. Um, but 
that really causes some leverage for us of like, how do we raise funds? What does this mm -hmm. look like? Right. Um, how do we bring in presenters? Um, how do we how do we run a state conference when we don't really have? And where are we going to run it? How are we going to run it? And, yeah. It's all of those things, and so the only way we are able to do that is through our sponsorship. Yeah. Um, and so our universities at the state level and at the private level in our in our state have come on board and really embraced this. And so I think that's just. That's so awesome. I mean, it's just awesome. It, it, yeah. it's, it's been fun. Um, the University of South Dakota, South Dakota State, Black Hills State, Northern, uh, Dakota State, Dakota Wesleyan, Mount Marty, uh, Augustana uh, University, University of Sioux Falls, Southeast Tech, all were a part of this day either by providing breakout sessions, providing judges, or just their admissions team being there. Right. And, and that, I must say, was quite powerful because if I was a student, so I'm a high school student, I'm coming to this conference, and you walked in the hallway and you had all these colleges sitting there. All of them had a representative, they all had, you know, their pens and shirts, cool things like, hey, come check us out. I loved that. And even though they may be competing, so to speak, of which school you're going to go to someday, all of them were on board with, we're about education, we want to have these kids come and be teachers, and that was their common thread, I guess. Yes. And it was so cool to see all of them sitting there, all of them wanting to be part of this. And, you know, from the beginning of the conference, the workshops were all awesome, the speakers were great, uh, food was delicious, on a side note, and then the kids had so much fun getting to network with each other yeah. and meeting kids from other schools and, hey, what are you doing? I was a judge for one of the competitions. You had talked about lesson planning. There was one for finding officers. There was one for child literature writing a book. Mm -hmm. One was for their educator rising moment, which was why they want to be a teacher. And these kids were rock stars, and this was only the first time they'd done it. Yeah. And I kept thinking, wow, how many people are going to do this next year? I hope it's double or triple the amount because – what a great opportunity for these kids and also for us to see, wow, these are our, you know, these are the future educators standing here. These kids want to be teachers. How can we give them the tools to get there? How can we keep empowering them? And yeah, it was just a, a fabulous day. Um, kudos to everybody who put it together, to the sponsors. Um, I, yeah, I loved it. It was awesome. Well, and one of our bigger sponsors who actually financially gave us the boost to, to get us started um, was Sanford Health. Oh, nice. And, and one of the coolest stories was, so Educators Rising is a little different, I feel, because it's hard for us to give an ROI to people. So what is the return on investment? If I mm -hmm. pay X amount for a sponsorship, what is my return? Get something, you yeah, know? right. And so when you think of businesses, you think of Panera Bread or you think of holiday gas stops or, you know, hotel chains. Mm -hmm. They may, they're more apt to pour into organizations that are going to put out hospitality of course. or put out healthcare individuals because their return on investment is coming back to them sure. in, at some level. And the coolest thing was all of our administrative and teacher associations, SDA, ASBSD, um, ASCD, all of our, or, our organizations that administrators or teachers belong to in our state all have given money. They all believe in it um, They at different levels. Mm -hmm. uh, but our story time with Sanford was we just kind of put out some feelers and Sanford's like, yeah, come in, let's, let's sit down, let's chat. And from the get-go... It wasn't ever about what are we going to get out of it. Oh, that's they, so nice. They, they understood. What was so powerful that I walked out of that meeting with was they understood that for their profession to succeed, we need quality educators in the classroom. 
Teachers make all of the professions possible, Travis. It, they do. Right? You know, you ignite that fire or you show that interest. And, and Sanford Health really came on board and gave us that boost of not only just a one-year, like, confidence of like hey you're on the right path but like they're they're now looking at a long-term like um, deal with us of like how can we do this long term with you like we don't want to just give you money one time and say good luck one and done you yeah. know like so so those conversations are continuing to have um because that's that's probably what the the most the biggest challenge we have right now is we've got a lot of ideas a lot of things we want to do but then it comes down to the financial part of it because what i didn't mention earlier this is completely free for our members. Right. Kids, anybody can just come. They just got to show up. No cost. Yep. No cost to join. No cost to come to state. No cost to, to be a part of the organization. Now, there is a national due of $10, but that's but a that's national very due. And that's very doable. At the know? state level, we have said, no, like, we want every opportunity because when you think of it, like, Money should not stop somebody from no. getting to experience right. wanting to be a teacher or being a part of the days. And so we've really looked at those as as barriers that we don't want to put up for our for our kids in South Dakota. Right, right. That's the other piece that I loved um, was the officers. You and I both, you know, we're FFA people, 4-H people. We love stuff like that. But yes. I loved how the officers, well, first of all, kudos to the first four yeah. who said, yeah, we'll be an officer, <laughs> not knowing what they were getting into and working with Travis Leap. Yeah. And so it was kudos to those girls. But how cool is it that they're going to say we were the very first officers? I mean, that's something they'll always get to own, you know, and, and feel special about. But then to have these officer auditions, basically, or tryouts, um, to have them come in and say why they want to be an officer. But then what I loved was they announced the new officers, and you put out the torch of the leaving ones, and you enlighting the flame of the other ones, passing the torch off to the next leaders. So cool, because so much symbolism. And just makes it extra special, I think. And I yeah. know you have a heart for that as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I, I believe in our, our CTSOs. And that's the one thing that I probably, you know, I'm very passionate about Educators Rising because I I have an invested interest in education. But I also have a heart in the FFA because that, I mean, that organization is really probably the reason I'm where I'm at today. I would agree. Yep. You know, with, with speaking or with the confidence in, in who I am. FFA developed that in me throughout mm -hmm. that time. Uh, but I think what, what I really want our other CTSOs to, to really think about is we're going to need egg advisors. We're going to need fax teachers. We're going to need business teachers. Mm -hmm. Don't view educators rising as your competitor of a CTSO. View us as your umbrella for your leaders that, sure. that you want to be teachers. Sure. And so... I think that's the other thing kind of on the messaging side that we're trying to get people to see is that we're we're not something else. Like we really want to be that encompassing umbrella piece of all the CTSOs because everybody's going to need educators to fill those voids of, right. of egg teachers, fax teachers. So how do we do that? How do we work together and not be in competition of numbers or, or right. you know, right. kids, so to speak? Right. And we need them. I mean, educators are hard to find. And even like we've talked about this before, too, like even subs. Yeah. Right now, anybody can sub. Everybody's subbing because we don't have those educators there because we don't have the numbers. And so I, I truly believe in things like this. If you can keep that, ignite that flame, keep the flame going for kids. And so moving forward, Travis, um, what... I guess want more members, want more schools to join, yeah. more kids to be aware. How can we help as listeners 
get the news out or, or spread the word that, yes, this is Educators Rising. This is who we are. Every year we're going to have a state conference. We're going to have these competitions. You can do all these wonderful things. Yeah. Where do we go to find those opportunities? And who can help them start those programs in their own school or, or town? Yeah. The best thing to do is is find one or two other passionate educators from your school and you know, set up a time to visit with myself and your super, your superintendent or your administrator. And we've got a toolkit. We've got a whole chapter toolkit basically nice. to help you get started from the ground floor. Like how to, how to recruit members. What does that look like? How to have your first meeting? What should you do at your first meeting? When you have your meetings monthly, like what does that look like? Do I have to have monthly meetings? We talk through all of those things. Um, because it's it's all about making sure that it meets the needs of your community and your right. school. Because they're all going to look so different. They, they I are. mean, you compare a little teeny town compared to a great big city. I mean, there's obviously going to be different challenges, you know, for both yes. of them. And and what I encourage people is don't let the challenges stop you from moving forward with an organization like this. Right. Um, let the challenges be that opportunity to say, okay. What do we need to think about and how could we do this? Yeah. Rather than, oh, we're too small. We'd only have two kids. It's not worth it. But it, those two kids could become the most amazing, outstanding educators ever. Exactly. That's the thing. That's, yeah. that's the story, you know. And and maybe, yes, maybe your chapter doesn't come to state conference and compete, but your state your, your school does come to state conference and takes in all the breakout sessions. Right. Or maybe you, maybe you can't come to state conference for whatever reason, but you can participate in all of our fall learning expos where right. we get to go out to the campuses and learn about what does South Dakota State have to offer or what does Dakota Wesleyan have to right. offer? Right. And then spend a day on their campus learning about them, getting poured into. I think the biggest... One of the coolest things that, that has happened this year was Beersford came on board a little late in the game. Okay. I worked with, with their advisor and shared our toolkit, walked through things. She got them to um, to the first or to our second learning expo at Dakota Wesleyan. And basically that night I get home and I have a huge email from her about the impact that that day had on Aww. some of her kids. And she goes, she goes, some of them were worried about dressing up. You know how it was how it was business <laughs> business attire. She goes. Some of them were worried. She goes. But when they got there and they saw other kids dressed up in nice dress pants and they had dress pants and now the conversation. She goes. They felt like they were they were they were needed. There was a purpose. Uh, right. And it was elevated. I mean, sometimes just dressing it's elevated. It, it is. It is. You mm -hmm. know. And so I think you know knowing that like she's like she's like these kids would never have gotten to experience something like that right. until today. And right. so I think that's the other story behind this is that some of some of our kids, this might be the hope they need mm -hmm. to say, I can do this or right. I, I do want to go to this university or this school. And what I love that we've really stayed focused on is that we don't want to lose our kids to the outside. No. And so at our state conference or even our learning expos, like we don't have any outside universities coming in. Now, from a financial standpoint, I guarantee you I could reach out to the, the border states and say, hey, sure. for, for $500, you can have an admissions table. Right. But again, it's our focus that we want our kids to be in South Dakota. Right. Yes, we're going to lose some to go elsewhere, but we want to expose them to what we have to offer here so that they stay here and they want right. to be here in our system. Right. Because their families are here. They're friends. This is where yeah. they grew up. This, this is where we both are those point in case. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa and I can talk for like 20 minutes and we'll connect dots to people we, we all know. Yes. And we just did that with our past guest, Gina. When yeah. she was, we was like, 
oh, you know so-and-so, I grew up with her, and I coached this, or I went to church there, and I love that. I think it's great. Well, I just, I I want to have you as my guest again, Travis. (laughs) This was super fun, and you always have so many great ideas. You always think outside the box. You're always what-ifing. You're always willing to work with people, and your passion just, it just shows. It shines through, which is awesome, so... Um, this was a super fun episode, and it hopefully, was. after doing this, we'll have lots of schools calling me and saying, hey, Travis, we want to start an Educators Rising, or how can I get my kids connected, or I'd like to be a part, yes. like myself. Right. I wanted to be a part, so I got to be a judge, and I got to do be uh, a presenter. I loved it, and I think it's just, there's so many opportunities out there, and it's just we have connecting lot, them. We have a lot of great events great educators in South Dakota that could share at those sessions yes. of great things they're doing in their classrooms. For sure. And that's what our kids need to see. Like, it's great to sit in a breakout session that's led by a professor talking about what their classroom looks like or what their school has to offer. Right. But I think it really hits home when you have K-12 educators in there also sharing their passion of like, I've been doing this for 25, 30 mm-hmm. years, and I am just as fired up to watch you guys go through your journey as I was when right. I was your age. And on the flip side, um, having those educators who have only been in it for a couple of years, who they themselves, yes. their flame is just burning brightly and they just want to share and have more people join in on this, this journey, this calling. So do you, have a, do you have a shout out, Travis, for today? Don't let barriers stop you. Oh, that's a good one. Well, until next time, my friends, I hope you remember to teach out loud. loud.